Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. <laughs> Damn it, T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. You'll see. Starting in season six, I'm not gonna let you get away with that anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. I'm excited. It's our recap. Recaps are always fun. Are they? I I'm think kidding. so. <laughs> Jeez. Ouch. <laughs> um, and so because it's a recap, we are joined as always by our special guest, Otic. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Are you excited? Yes, for Seventh Heaven, yes. <laughs> Very excited. You could tell the excitement in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Season five, man. We're here. We're doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I never know how to like kick these things off because they're so freeform mm-hmm. and just like chill. But I guess the most important thing is as, you know, the reason that we have you on all the time for these recaps, Audic, is because you bring. A much needed, I think, like male opinion to the show or like and to the podcast. Okay. So as a man, oh. what did you think of this season? <laughs> um, most probably the, it's, it's, uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't think me being a man brings a certain unique perspective to this season alone, but to the I show, disagree. yes. I disagree. You think completely. so? So, so then. Let's ju- just to clarify, um, what specific episode would you say that your a, a man's opinion is is much needed? Okay, I was like half kidding, but like, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> but no, but also though, I think there's a lot of like, um, like maybe like well, okay, so specifically, yeah. maybe there's like romantic stuff that you might have True. a different opinion on, like. And I'm not, and I know that I'm a lot more like verbal and vocal about a lot of the like crazy shit that happens on this show in terms of like the relationships and stuff or the ones that I love or the ones that I hate and stuff. But like, I am curious, like general thoughts, like what do you think about Robbie? What do you think about Jeremy? What do you think about Mike? What do you think about Cheryl? You know, all these like, (laughs) these like important love interests this season. I mean, Robbie was the one big unique thing when, where it's like, you're it's really not a stranger, but you're letting it, you're you're allowing him to be part of your family, right? And it, it was just such a strange thing that I don't think, at least in my background, like my parents wouldn't, you know, wouldn't expect. It's just like it's such a weird thing, like it's, it's such a non-traditional thing. But yet, you're allowing this person to come live with you. You're kind of helping them out. Kind of abuse your 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 daughter. I don't want to say abuse, but yeah, basically abuse oh, your you daughter. Think they're allowing him to abuse their daughter. No, no, no. Like, like, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, with that history, with that baggage that he has, right. yet yet you're still, you know, letting him come and eat and sleep and do everything that he needs to do. But <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's 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 like it's. I guess that's just show like that's what the Camden family actually. You know, that's that's a strong point. Like they're willing to forgive all of your past sins. I guess and. We're Camdens, yeah. and then he said. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a very weird dynamic, and the whole thing, like, walking around the house without the shirts, right? Oh, God. That yeah. was pretty, like, like I'm like, I do that, on, you know, regularly, so it's like, the, the fact that, I mean, and my dad does it, too, it's, I guess that's where I get it from, but still, it's just, like, one of those things where you don't even think about it, but yet it, it was an issue. It was brought up during the episode, like, yeah, put on your shirt. 
Do you, right? so, so let's talk weird. about that. Um, do you think, okay, so I guess they say, right, in that, that in the Camden household, they have like a no naked rule. Policy, whatever, yeah, exactly, right? yeah, yeah. Which I guess also applies to like shirtlessness. Sure. Okay, fine. Yeah. But do you think it was made like even more, like do you think that the reason it was even brought up is because Robbie is like not a Camden and he's ostensibly like for or for all intents and purposes like a stranger in their home like because i because it's never come up i mean i yeah, can't exactly. imagine that simon or matt have like never once come out of the bathroom and without a shirt and like it was like this big scandal yeah know? it doesn't make any sense you're right yeah um it just could be that exactly where you have a new character he's bringing in like this new concept or new idea into the house and the boys are adopting it you know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing and i guess that's just showing that like some of the rules are being broken because of this new addition to the family right um i don't know it's 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 a shirtless is a concept okay <laughs> to the camdens yes it's a it's it, you know for the long for the longest time it's like like it, it's just so bizarre it's very weird i didn't get that whole thing as a concept. concept yeah 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 it's a very abstract concept it's true <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um So yeah, like it's just as a man like it it doesn't bother me. Like it, it's just you know, just standard things walking around with your shirt big deal. Like you free just, the nipple. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean there's obviously the double standard right. It's okay for guys but not you know, it's unacceptable for for women for many reasons, but it's just one of those things where it's just it's just weird. It's like why would that even be a a topic on the show? But I guess it was. I think it was I I mean, it's hard to say that it was like a topic, but to your point, I think like, yeah, like they spent the time on it in like in that one episode to Mm -hmm. like, to like make it a thing. And then Simon and Matt are doing it because Robbie's modeling that kind of behavior or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) To answer your question. As a man. Yes. As a man. Um, so Oh, yeah, and then you know, I, I forgot to mention in my list of love interests, we can't forget, of course, um, Priscilla when oh. she's introduced <laughs> into John's life. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting one, too. I mean, I, is it weird that they're married? Like, I don't know about that whole thing. Like, it feels like such a unnecessary relationship to even spend any time on, considering how little time John or... Or how little John is even like a f- main character or yeah. a character that's focused on. Like that's true. Like who cares if if and when he gets a love interest and if and when he gets married? I don't know. Thoughts? And it happened so fast, right? It was like within a couple of weeks, or it was like within one week of them dating. Like they said, I you know we hung out every single day, and then he basically proposed like after a week. Yeah, and that's then she crazy. Moved in like a couple of days later, and made everything <laughs> Japanese with the racist as shit Japanese music going on in the background. Like definitely, I don't say racist, but like hacky as shit. Definitely. But this show is great at that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, is. no, they did not just do that. I mean, it's no military <laughs> drums for the colonel, but. Yeah. That's a little bit better. <laughs> um, that was so ridiculous. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> um, did we see the colonel this season? Only in the beginning, right? Or Yeah, at some point he shows up at the house. house and then that's like yes. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. That's, well, that's right, because we never see him in Buffalo. No, it's true. Mary's we see there. Ruth. Right. You do. And, and George. George. <laughs> looks so different. Yeah, dude, that was, that was actually pretty funny. 
George no está aquí. The cat and the duck are under the table. I don't even know what it is, but it's it's so good. I wish I had the clip of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, so, I, I, again, this is all going to be just sort of free form, but sure. um, as we did for last season's recap, I went through the Amazon reviews for the season, and I and I looked specifically at the five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and there was one that sort of caught my attention, mainly because of how long it was, but also just like it seemed like it was like the author of this, Molly Khan, um, like spent a lot of time and like like was thoughtful about her discussion of this of the show and of this season in particular. So maybe I can sort of like read through it a little bit and then like you know just stop me if you want to talk about anything specific as I as it comes up or whatever. Um, and then certainly just like in general, you know how these recaps go, listeners. Like we're just we're just here to gab and talk shit and gab. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it starts with saying, I always said that if the DVD manufacturers didn't get around to releasing all 11 seasons of Seventh Heaven, I would be satisfied if they could just give us the first five. Well, not only is the series arguably strongest and most credible season hitting stores in early December 2007, but now that the show's run has finally been completed after 11 historical seasons, there's a good chance that the remaining six sets will find their way to DVD in time. Mm-hmm. And that is great news for the fans who have been loyally tuning in for all these years. <laughs> Although I continued watching this show to the very end, when the final episode officially aired, it's the first five years that probably had the biggest impact. Um, She talks a little bit about the previous seasons, but I'm going to skip that and say, sure, the Seventh Heaven style drama was never in short supply, but it's fifth round that really got it down just right, creating pain and heartbreak for Eric, Annie, and their seven children brood without making it too off the wall. I vividly remember the season airing on television and being a high school sophomore at the time. It was plain to see that they had truly hit their stride, creating real life emotion and depicting the lives of people who were good and loving Christians, yet vulnerable characters who did not always have all the answers. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. What do you think about the about the statement that they created real life emotions? That's (laughs) what actually, you know, like it's there's very few moments. That you could truly say that, you know, like, wow, holy shit, this was a very powerful moment. Like, what comes to mind for you? Hmm. Um, actually, no. So so thinking about it, the episode with uh, Simon joining, like, that, that white boy gang, whatever that it was, right? Tunes. And, was that the name of the episode, Tunes? Where, uh, with the misogynist boys? Yes. Mm-hmm. So seeing Annie's reaction, like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I could see any parent doing that. And saying, or you're just, it's not, it's not, I don't want to say any parent, but any, any, any woman, any female that is strong, just like with Annie, saying that no, you you don't fuck with me, you don't mess with 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 disrespecting not just me, but d- disrespecting half the population and the whole like chest bumping thing that she did. Oh my god! Yeah. Like that was kind of ridiculous. I'll give you that, but you could see that like like she did a really good job conveying like like this is it, it, it's beyond anger. Right. It's like she's not just angry for just this interaction between two people, but angry at the world or and I, and I hate how they related it to rap music. It's just, you know, that's just like that's their true. way in. Right. Yeah, I guess. But still, it's it, the, the, like the bigger message. Like I like that was something where I'm like, OK, like Annie's character really nailed it. You know? I actually really liked Eric's 
um, line in that episode where he describes, um, like, you know, acting that way towards women or whatever as the oldest hate crime in the world. Right, right. I really latched onto that in the moment and, and was like, yeah, man, it really is. <laughs> like, and not only the oldest hate crime, I, I would say, like, maybe the most, like, widespread or like you know like it's like global if you will sure. hate crime um i don't know i that's I'm just saying that i guess but i, I want to read the um the imdb synopsis for that episode from our faithful um synopsis writer kgf vissers mm. <laughs> who has written a synopsis for every single episode of this show um, and is the only one, might I add. Dedicated. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know why I assume it's a she, but it might be a he, I don't know. Or it might be some like company, for all I know, or whatever. But it says, Robbie and Cheryl ask Eric to marry them because of her pregnancy. He smells a rat and learns just in time that she intended to trick Robbie, who is grateful to escape a loveless marriage, and offers to stay away from Mary. <laughs> Lonely Simon has joined Punk Norton's schoolmates gang. Lucy, who is lightly butt-slapped, and the Camden parents make huge scenes over inappropriate remarks from some of the knaves, treating Simon as if he hates women. Hmm. Matt tries to help both sides understand, but fails. Yet a real incident shows Simon's truly good nature. Matt can go for Priscilla after hearing from Heather's she's dating another already. Which is not even true. Because Matt doesn't go for Priscilla at all. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. I just love things like knaves. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Lucy is lightly butt slapped. Mm-hmm. Spanked. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird like moment. And like in the music store too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's... That, well, that's when it happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It's like she basically said... To 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 the clerk or uh, to the cashier, right? It's like, are, are you going to do anything about it? And he's like, oh, I didn't see anything. I don't yeah. know what happened. <laughs> it's just weird. It, it it it's it's so intentionally you could tell like how they wrote certain characters not to have a spine, and certain characters like Annie to stand up for for everyone else. Like, who do you think doesn't have a spine in that one? Simon. I mean, he started off not right, not yeah. having one, not defending. His mom's honor, I guess, right? Or his sister's. Or his sister's, true, yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the episode, pummeling the guy and throwing him on the floor, and <laughs> right? But then Simon does get, like, maybe the best line of that episode when he's, like, tackled that knave to the ground yes. after the Heather <laughs> incident. Um, and he's all like, I didn't know she was deaf. You know she was a person, didn't you? Like, yeah. I love that. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a great thing. Like, True. fuck, man, yeah, we're people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's a human thing, not a woman thing. True. Or a deaf thing. Deaf or blind, doesn't matter. Yeah. Speaking of blind people, mm-hmm. um, what do you guys, what did you two think about that episode where uh, Matt um, accident? I don't say accidentally hits on a blind girl, <laughs> but right? <laughs> like, Do you think he wouldn't have if he knew she was blind? I mean, for his character, it doesn't matter, right? He he doesn't see. It doesn't matter to him. Like she, he just sees like He's like a pretty girl. Blind yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he just sees a pretty girl and is curious why they're not attracted to him, right? It's like it's it's like a weird thing that he has. Like every, you know, 
Matt is puzzled when a girl he approaches in the library calls her brother's help against him as stalker after hearing he once dated Heather. (laughs) Yeah, that was a weird interaction. But what did you what did you two think about that? I'll let T go first on that one. They really have no opinions other than okay. I don't know. I think it was valid of the girl. I I don't remember her name, but I can understand where she's coming from, where, you know, like she thinks that he might have a thing for girls with disabilities or whatever. Yeah, that was so (laughs) random, right? Which, because I can see how that's a thing. Everyone has a fetish, right? I don't know anyone who's like that, but like certainly to each his own, you know? True. And and I can also understand that she doesn't want to be the object of that affection, like just because or whatever. It was a little weird that she like called her brother and it became like this whole thing. It could have just resolved itself in like, oh, do you have a thing for people with disabilities? And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm blind. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, it could have ended there, you know? Right. But whatever. I guess they had to fill an episode, so. And it felt like another vehicle to introduce a very um, obscure, like, medical condition, too. Right? That's true, yeah. Um, Certainly. The show is no stranger to doing that. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, it it was a weird moment. Like, it really didn't develop Matt's character too much. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, okay, now that you've brought it up, let's talk about Matt this season. Sure. What, what's the deal with Matt? What's the deal? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously though, what the hell is going on with Matt? Yeah, he's everywhere. Well, everywhere and then nowhere all at the same time. Like really nothing develops in his character, right? Yeah. Like nothing happens. He's, he's, he's at once like super girl crazy super focused on work like on like his future as a doctor right and then also just like insane yep mm-hmm. and that one model that comes for like uh, an episode oh my god like what was all that about nothing yeah it literally went nowhere it, whoa doesn't make any sense my reaction to that was he found another bride <laughs> yeah of course he did um, yeah, by far, his character, I think, developed the least, right, of all the kids. Who do you think developed the most? Um, I think it's a tie between Lucy and Ruthie. Ruthie? Yeah. Expound on that. Well, I she, would hardly, like, I would, like, hardline disagree with that. Really? Well, okay, well, from the previous seasons, I mean, she's becoming a little bit more maniacal. She's definitely become more involved with her schoolwork and more... I guess involved with the with the family, she spies a lot more. She writes that that weird journal thing. Um, she's become oh, wow, like yeah. this, right? Yeah, like a, all these weird things happen around her. Like she's becoming more of at least more episodes of this season of a central plot point than just a side character, right? Hmm. But then again, it, it you really can't say her character has evolved too much because she's just a more extreme version of her previous selves, right? Her previous seasons. Um, Stomach's growling, but, but you could tell like like she's 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 learning a little bit more how to be a Camden and less of j- just this you know oddball because she's definitely a oddball in the whole family. But I don't know. Interesting. I like how you said she's learning how to become more of a Camden. Yeah, that, that that's an interesting thing. I guess I've never really thought too too hard about like 
what it means to be a Camden beyond the obvious things that we've that we all already know right. that like you know you're kind and you're good to people. Yeah, I mean the perfect judge ex- and all that. Threat. The uh, perfect example would be how she helped out that one girl before class, right? Brought her lunch for like three weeks or however many weeks, right? Mm. And didn't want to tell anyone because she wanted to protect her identity and not embarrass her. Like that's something flat out that Eric would do, right? Would he? Yeah. I think Eric would make a big show of like trying to help that kid and like talk to the parents and like get the church involved. Well, the kid, yes. But let's just say if there's another adult that has an issue, right? Mm -hmm. He would try his best to help them out and respect their privacy and not tell anyone. And even if Annie asks, right? Like, hey, what are you doing there? And Eric's going to say like, no, sorry, can't talk about it. That's true. So, I don't know. It just seems like it's her, uh, Eric's and, and the adults in the family. Um, are rubbing off on on Ruthie more and more every season that actually goes on. So, T, what are your thoughts? Like, who do you think evolved the most? Mm. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I kind of like. I don't know if I want to say Simon, but a part of me thinks Simon and Ruthie are kind of on the the same for me hmm. because I think Simon has done a lot more growing. The condom episode, what it means to be a man. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, Dina. Oh my god. The I can't. that was you weird. Know, the the group of friends, whatever that he tried to make. You know, um, but the whatever the tunes episode, mm-hmm. and then before mm-hmm. that, like, you know, wanted to go to the party, uh, getting a ride, things like that. Like, uh, even that conversation that he had with his mom. Which one was it? Um. Him not doing his homework. Not oh, actually, right, 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 you know right. What I'm saying? Like, yes. He's the whole a few bad more, boy thing with yeah, the twins. I feel and like the earring. Had, Sorry. I, oh, I, I feel, yeah, I just feel like he's had a few more lessons in this season than the other characters. Mm-hmm. Mary was just being rebellious, whatever. Yeah. And bratty. But, I mean, in the end, I think she, she picked herself up, which is awesome. But, I don't know. I kind of like Simon's stories this season. Yeah. Simon... For me, especially this season, is, like, not the person or not the character that I, like, glom onto. Mm-hmm. Like, in previous seasons, Simon's always been, like, my dude, you know? Like, yeah, like, sure. Like, he has these great moments. He has these great, like, revelatory monologues or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's always sort of been, like, this great character where it's, like, spirit animal. But, like, less so <laughs> this season. Yeah. He hasn't had those moments, no. I'll admit. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's the obvious answer, but I would say that Mary, for me, has been the most or has had the most evolution character wise, like because like, let's not forget, like the woman fell hard. It's true. <laughs> like, I mean, she was a fucking hot mess for the entire like first third of the season. Mm-hmm. Like just a hot mess and like it kept spiraling and it got worse and worse and worse. And of course, like after she moved to Buffalo or whatever, like she became less of a thing. Like she's barely in it. And like when she is, it's just about Robbie or whatever. But yeah, I think the fact that she was able to like go to Buffalo and like get a semblance of her normalcy back or like get herself back on track or whatever, was like a cool sort of like full circle moment for her. Although at the end, like with the finale, it was just like, ugh, whatever again, like she's just another love interest. Like, you know, like all that mm-hmm. shit, like 
fell away and it just became about her and a boy again, which was like annoying, you know? Yeah. Like two boys actually, right? Well, but she, but she and brought Robbie, she and Robbie like officially are done now. So sure. it's like a will they, won't they with Wilson or whatever. Yeah. It was, I think it was a first season that left, like ended on a really big cliffhanger. When she got hit by the car. Right? I mean, that was season one. Yeah. But actually you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But when she got hit by the car, didn't we see, we saw her in the hospital and um, Eric oh, bringing her back. You're right. Yeah, because she her got home. hit at the at the a- end the of 21. Part one. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. You're right. Yes. 22 ended with her like playing basketball in a wheelchair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, oh yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> but, yeah. But what were you trying to say about that? Like, I, I mean, you're right. Where where I agree with you. Where her her character definitely has changed. It went from an extreme low point to a relatively high point in her life. Right. Yeah. In just one season. But as a overall character from season one to to this season, um, I think actually uh, Lucy had has changed the most. Okay, I don't even say Mary. About her. Let's talk about Lucy. Where does she start at the beginning of the season? Because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I mean, compared to the previous seasons, let's just say she's a very you know bratty. I don't, I don't say bratty, but definitely complains a lot, cries a lot, right? Very emotional. Very uh, a preteen drama esque type deal, and then now this this season, like you can clearly tell, like she is maybe the most mature of all the kids. Like as weird as that sounds, like more than more than Matt, more than more than Mary, and she's actually giving legit advice to all the other kids. Um, yeah, she's, she's really right? good with Simon in that. Early, yeah. in those early episodes, like in terms of helping him navigate the high school waters. Yes, and not just that, but helping out with the parents, right? Babysitting the kids, the whole deal. Like she's a legit adult on her own. Yeah, and and, and I would she's not have expected that, right? She's still a little shaky, I think, True. on the romantic ground. Hundred percent. Yeah, you I know? agree. And we saw that, like, when the season started, I was just looking through it, like, to 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 refresh my memory. When like in the early episodes, she's still hung up on that Andrew guy who like oh, moved yeah. away to France or whatever. Oh, that's right. And that then was so ended lame. Up getting some girl pregnant and all that oh, shit. Like, yeah. and then f- from there to like towards the end, where like Mike gets introduced and that full on like can't buy me love proposition they mm-hmm. or like agreement they get themselves. That into. was weird. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that was so kind of going off. On a tangent, but your very first question, or at least from the... Um, oh, about the romantic relationships? Not just that, but I mean, yes, that's that's definitely one of them with Mike, right? Um, oh, gosh. But the most real moment, another real moment where the real drama is there besides the um, the Tunes episode, uh, would be that episode with Mike and Mike's mom, right? Like <laughs> You mean the breathing monologue? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the breathing monologue? What was that? Remind oh. me. God. What was that? When he's talking to his mom, like... Um, He's telling her how it's not her fault. It's his, not his, well, whatever. It's his doing, not hers. Right. Um, he willingly chose to kill himself. No one else influenced that. Right. But that entire scene is like. <sighs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even catch that. Dude, I, I Do stopped. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. To it? It's kind of long, but it's worth it. Dad did what dad did. He killed himself. He did it. Not me, not you. He made the decision and just did it. It wasn't your fault. He had problems. I definitely hear it now. And he <laughs> chose death as a solution. It's like, 
I, I, I really I can't listen to this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it was too selfish. much. I'm gonna cut it and off. I, I had anxiety while I was listening <laughs> to that because I stopped. Do, like I was playing that during work and I stopped doing my work. But I was like, should I be focusing on this? Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it wasn't your fault. It was me. I mean, it me. was really like this intense moment, but it was like forced, right? It was like artificially. Okay, let's talk about the forced moments of that 100th episode. Oh. Like, what the fuck? Like, what kind, what show does that for their 100th episode? I don't know. <laughs> that was horrible. It was just like the stupidest episode I've ever seen ever, I think. Yeah. Like, all these, like, non-sequitur, no overarching story plot points that mm-hmm. culminate in a live uh, performance of the theme song right. while the camera shakily and blurrily pans across the crowd, showing half, maybe, faces of people we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? Did people really, really love this show that they wanted everybody to show up in this 100 episode? Like, I'm trying to understand why why it was filmed this way, why the storyline played out this way. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Like, it was a fucking concert in an episode. <laughs> really in was. a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Like, that's like, the weird part. Yeah. Like, they had room to, like, put a stage up and lights and shit. Like, what? Like, what? It yeah. makes zero sense. There was, like, 50 people there. And then I love it too. I think it's like the next episode or whatever when Lucy is talking to, um, oh, you know, okay. So it was Valentine's Day shortly thereafter Mm -hmm. when she comes across Rod and Jimmy Moon and they're like, and they're like, oh, I didn't have a chance to like talk to you at your dad's party. And she's like, yeah, well, I was busy. (laughs) What the fuck is happening? Yeah, that was a weird moment. (laughs) Why were you all at this party? It's so dumb. That was such a like self-satisfying like you know like, you know what i mean like totally that was just the show being like it's our 100th episode let's go crazy yeah. and like do something just for us an excuse to have a party yeah basically yeah. Yeah. how about you wrap up the episode and then you have that party <laughs> yes seriously, seriously. <laughs> they, they stopped just short of rolling out the giant sheet cake that shows get on their 100th episode like <laughs> they could have totally put that in and made it like the birthday cake or something you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird episode. I'll give you that. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, um, Just weird stuff. So I have a <laughs> yes, question for please. you two ladies. Um, what would, so besides that being your, your least favorite episode, that's my guess. Cause I think that, that applies to all of us. Mm. Would you say there's, that's uh, debatable. Okay. I think there's probably more duds in there. Okay. I'd have to like look through it I to know. like really remember, but I can't say that's my least favorite episode. Okay. But what were you going to ask? No, it's it's what other episode would you say that oh, right. missed um, the mark? Uh, there's so many. I know. <laughs> like, I, I can't like, figure it out. Well, okay. I really hated Sweeps because I did not understand what that episode's about. I'll read the IMDb um, Please, synopsis yeah. from KGF Vissers. An item found in a lost wallet starts speculations, whether it's Simon's or Robbie's, and how to make sure it doesn't mean their dates go too far. It's the condom, condom episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, None yeah. of the siblings give Mary the triumphant welcome she hoped for at first weekend visit, or at her first weekend w- visit. So Robbie is scolded for not wildly kissing her. <laughs> Whoa, it's an interesting way to look at it, but it's sure. The one, it's, so it's the one that I hated. No, I, again, I, I don't really hate any episode, but like I dislike strongly a lot of them. Um, like I didn't like this one very much because it was just such a like 
non-episode like you know what i mean it was one of those things where like okay yeah simon gets to talk like learn about what it is to be a man or whatever but like mary comes back and she tries to get robbie to go but he's like no and she's like i'm not gonna come back but they're still together they're doing the long distance thing and like all of that shit i was just like whatever you know like <laughs> i don't care enough yeah that wasn't another weird way to Approach a very serious topic, actually, right? I think condom thing. Yeah, like I, I honestly think they had an opportunity to actually make it a really interesting episode, and they they messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and it, I mean, I would assume Simon is the correct vehicle for that because he's right at that perfect age, and yeah, his his relationship with an older girlfriend, right? That was like again perfect setup, but. But you know what they could have done, though, rather than make it like this lesson for teenagers or whatever. Mind you, let's not forget, too, that 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 episode ends with Ruthie calling Calling. Loveline or whatever the hell to like tell everybody to like that was horrible parents talk to your kids. But like instead of doing that, (laughs) like why not just make it a story about Matt, like potentially crossing that line with someone or not crossing that line you know what i mean like like taking that step with someone like because because he's at an age where it's totally like legit like it could happen Mm -hmm. he's in college he's dating a lot of girls like why not make it a more adult conversation or have it be about something that actually could happen simon's never gonna have sex at at 15 like let's be real or at the very least the show's never gonna have a 15 year old character have sex you know what i mean but that might make it more like um i don't want to say believable but at least more consistent with the show it's like we know everyone agrees that this is a bad idea and simon should should not have sex because of his age but when it comes to matt's character right it is debatable you could say that well that's why it's more interesting it would make it more interesting which is again when you're thinking of the show writers yeah let's not make it interesting <laughs> let's make it as boring as shit as possible well, right or, like, or basically let's teach a very vanilla and it, yeah exactly exactly yeah so it makes sense in you know just looking at the history of the show that why they would choose simon because it's very clear the answer is no he should not be having sex but i mean you're right to make it more interesting it should have been matt's character but or, I, I mean, like, you know, like one of the older, the yeah, older ones, exactly. Mary could have been Lucy, whatever, you know, I'm just thinking like in terms of like, you know, the, yeah, I don't know. It's true. What did you think of Robbie's father being introduced? That was an interesting episode. Uh, unfortunately, it was just for one episode. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of like, like it, it, everything happened so quickly and they really didn't show like Robbie's range of emotions as much as I would like. Like, dude, it's like your dad. You haven't seen him in however long. Right. It was weird. I don't know. I think he like he emotes pretty hard in that episode. I like he's happy, he's angry, he cries, he's like he hugs Eric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their first hug. I'll give you that, yeah, but <laughs> just like for me like I I I would expect that to linger for multiple episodes, not just not just have it boom here, you know, one episode beginning to end and basically never mention ever again well that's seventh heaven for you <laughs> every time you get introduced to a character bye it's true well with the exception of doc who we meet in the next episode who oh, yeah. apparently is coming back later really <laughs> yeah what yeah I, I was shocked when i found that on I found that on imdb i was like oh who's this actor which we learned is ron zimmerman who was a producer on seventh heaven in the first couple of seasons okay okay and then was brought back to play the character of Doc. So when I looked him up, I looked in his IMDb history and I was like, wait, there's more than one episode of Seventh Heaven in his history. <laughs> and sure enough. So it'll be interesting to see how they bring him back into the fold. Hmm. 
What did you think about that episode? The uh, Matt's therapy session. With yeah. Doc? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting and I did like the idea of, you know, there's a lesson everywhere and you could learn something from basically anyone. Uh, but it just seemed like it, it was, uh, I don't know. It was more entertaining than, than anything else. Um, that was the episode where Eric is dealing with, or not dealing with, but like where there's the patient who's been given a prognosis right. and Eric disagrees mm-hmm. with it because of like, you know, giving someone a, a timeline of yeah. life or whatever. Yeah. That was a weird, I still have right. weird thoughts about that. Cause it's hard to say like, Oh, just ignore doctors now, you know, but definitely it's, 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 it wants to show two sides of a, I don't want to say an opinion, but you know, if it's, if it's that critical, it, it, it's such a sensitive subject, right? When it comes to someone that's not necessarily old, right? This, this, uh, if I remember the patient looked like he was in his forties or something, yeah, right? Like Eric's age or yeah, whatever. Exactly. And you're given this diagnosis that you're going to die. Like you're going to like, you don't know what to think, right? You're, you're definitely not going to just trust everything that the doctor says. Um, unless you're a super religious person, excuse me, then you're going to go the complete religious route, but like you're having an end of life crisis, right? You you don't know what to do. And obviously the show has to kind of, you know, lean towards the whole religious angle. So or I just, the spiritual. The angle, spiritual. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. Say, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah. That because, makes more sense. Because it really doesn't. I mean, of course, the guy reaches out to Eric because he hears that he's a reverend. So like calls him in and stuff. But right. Ultimately, it doesn't boil down to like God specifically. Yeah. And I think what what the to your point about the end of life crisis, if if that guy or if if Eric hadn't intervened and brought Doc into the mix for that patient, I think that guy would have ended up just like being paralyzed for the rest of his. Six oh weeks yeah. Sure. Or, yeah. Or however long he lived, like he would have just stayed in that hospital bed mm-hmm. and just like counted the hours. That's true. So, so for someone like that, like I think it's important that they highlighted like, no, now is your chance. Okay. Six weeks, six months, six years, whatever, you know, Make yes, the most you of have it. this problem, you have this disease and like it will kill you. But, like, it's what you do with the time you have left that matters. Yeah. Right. You Which know? is true. Doesn't matter where, right? Of Whether course. Whether it's coming from a doctor, a spiritual person, of or course. some And it's true in life guy. in general. Like, not only when you find out you're going to die. Like, in general, it's about making things count and, like, making your time count, period, you know? Yeah. And, I, and to be honest, just, uh, I mean, my brother works at a... a a hospital and he works with a lot of uh, patients that, that, you know, it's towards the end of their life. And he even says it. he's like, there's, because there is no medical intervention that could help some of these patients. It's like, they really stick to the, you know, I don't say stick, but they really look out to alternative ways to comfort themselves Mm -hmm. and spirituality from whatever religious or non-religious angle. Like it's, it's a very important thing because my my brother is, you know, although he's a very scientific person, but he clearly says, like, if it helps him out, you know, ultimately, that's my end goal. <clears throat> so he's OK with that. He's OK yeah. with bringing a rabbi or a priest or whatever it is into, yeah. you know, into the hospital or near the hospital bed. I've always thought about not thought about like I've always been interested in that phenomenon that happens like to a lot of people as they near the end of their lives where whether or not you were a religious or spiritual, you know, person in practice in your life, like towards the end, a lot of people tend to go in that direction. And I think ultimately, like for me, it boils down to like, 
of course that makes sense because you realize like your physical form is no longer going to be here and Mm -hmm. that of course like because all because of all of our like longing or maybe our biological like imperative to like live on forever like it makes you start thinking about like your spirit your soul all that shit and like that's like inherently tied to things like religion and other spiritual practices and stuff so it kind of like it's it's almost like a um like a symptom i would say of like nearing the end of your life yeah to start thinking in those terms about your soul about what's going to happen to the thing that makes you you like where where does that go you know Mm -hmm. all that shit it is an interesting thing like i mean i don't know there's a very um like the whole existential crisis that people have towards the end of their lives. Like it, it's, it's, you start thinking in ways and start thinking of things that you most probably never thought before. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, shit, like, is this like, cause the, I would assume you just start scrambling, right? Like you don't know what to do. It, it's not just, you're so overwhelmed with so much, I don't want to say new information, but information it, that, that changes your perspective on almost everything. Do you think that is what played into Mrs. Miller's, like kind of weird re- like shame reaction and shit to her cancer diagnosis and why she didn't want to like tell people about it. I'm talking as force about yeah. the teacher mm-hmm. at the end who Ruthie signs, gets a petition started for. Right. Um, Cause she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it, I honestly think because she loves her job and she loves the students so much, that was her primary motive of not telling anyone. Right. Just to not harm the kids or obviously harm them, but not to disturb or stress them out. But then her own internal shame, that's what you're, that's what you're asking. Well, only because like, because we talked about when we, when we covered that episode that it seems like the reason, like maybe not even the reason, but like specifically in that moment where they're holding the press conference to the, to the media or whatever, because it goes on the local news and it becomes a whole thing. And she's like, you know, I wanted to be private about it, but I guess now I can't. And then she's like, I can't tell them, Mrs. McCool, please, you tell them. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't tell them? Like, what's your problem? Like, it's just, I mean, not just cancer. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Right. Okay. What I mean is like, it's not anything to be ashamed about. It's not something to like, to like not want to talk about. It's something that's happening to you that you had no control over, like, and you need help, you need love, and these people are not going to, like, judge you or whatever. But then in light of what you just said about, like, you're scrambling, you have all this new information, you don't know what to do with it. I'm wondering if that's it. Like, if she's just, she's struggling to deal with it for herself and wants to do that before she deals with it outwardly. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even in that episode, either it was her or her brother mentioned that it's actually turned out to be a good thing for her right Mm. to actually talk about it to open up and not to keep it just internal yeah it's her brother and not her brother thank you which is the least emotional route to go with that yeah that was weird yeah have her say those things i don't know yeah i don't know but but it's a that was a pretty interesting episode too and the whole petition thing and the whole uh not registering to vote the whole deal like if you're living in this house you're gonna register to vote president yeah Um. (laughs) and if you don't vote then you can't complain like okay so two questions what is all that sorry so well one now because i've already forgotten the other one but did you understand that line about the rolling blackouts and how robbie's like is that this president's or is that the president's fault and she's like not this one 
Is that in? Is that about like a specific moment in Clinton's presidency when there was blackouts and shit? Like, what is that? Well, there was rolling blackouts in California, right? Yeah, that at I that remember. time. I don't remember, but it was because was it because of the whole Enron thing? Do you remember? No. Okay. When was Enron? That wasn't in two thousand, was it? I don't remember. But that was like in Bush's presidency. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. And I'm assuming, well, we're assuming Glen Oak is in California, clearly. Yeah, well, okay. yeah, we know that yeah. for a fact. Then, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I have to look at the whole timeline thing. But yeah, I didn't. It was worth mentioning, right, on the show, so. Was it? Oh, yeah, I see. I'm like, so I'm like it, was it? So it was it? a significant <laughs> thing, right? Like, Yeah, clearly it was a reference at, at to time. something. It couldn't yeah. have just been a comment that Annie made, like, with no context. Mm-hmm. But, like, it really baffled me. Like, I have no clue what that was about. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I, I that's what I assume too, but like, why would you make that comment? Like, you know, not this president or yeah. whatever it was. Um, then again, maybe they, they don't understand what was the true cause of it. Cause it took a few years after the whole rolling blackout thing in California to really understand what happened, which is very complicated. What still, was the cause of it? I don't know. I don't remember anything about blackouts in California. I remember, I remember the blackouts, but I can't remember the cause of it. I just remember that being on the news a lot. Can you can you look that up and see yeah, like, yeah, that's when what I'm doing right now. in exactly. history yeah, that yeah. happened? Because now that you guys are saying that, I'm realizing that's exactly probably what this is in reference mm-hmm. to. Because Robbie says, "I hope we're not going to get those rolling blackouts again." Yeah, and she and Annie's like, "I don't think you get to comment on that." And Robbie's like, "What is that the president's fault too?" So I'm wondering, yeah, like when did those rolling blackouts in California happen? Yeah, 2000, 2001. There you go. Boom. That yeah, that fits. California like electricity crisis. Damn, how did I not know about that or remember that? Did it really affect you guys? Like, did it affect us here in LA? I'll, I'll just... I don't think so. I don't. Um, I don't think in. I remember living in Glendale at the time, and that wasn't an issue mm. around. I think parts of LA did have that. Interesting. If you guys want, I can quickly read yeah, yeah. What, what Wiki says about it. Yeah, the California please. electricity crisis, also known as Western U.S. energy crisis of 2000 and 2001, was a situation in which the U.S. Uh, California had a shortage of electricity supply caused by market ma- manipulations, illegal shutdowns of pipelines by the Texas mm. Energy Consortium, Enron, and capped retail electricity prices. The state suffered from multiple large-scale blackouts. One of the state's largest energy companies collapsed, and the Economic fallout greatly harmed Governor Gray Davis' standing. Damn. So that was like a, like for the show, that's like a pretty political, like, like jab. Political yeah. statement. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Dang, yo. And just to have it casually just thrown in there, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, which, what? Which was the case for all the political jabs in that episode. That's true. Yeah. They yeah. Were just like pepper the episode with these like subtle jabs at like one party or the other. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I want to read an episode um, from our favorite listener, Bruce. Well, he's not our favorite, but he is the most vocal of them. Hey, so Bruce. thank you, Bruce. <laughs> um, um, so he says, and this was in response to episode 507, which to remind everybody is um, titled by. It's the one where Annie and Eric sit Mary down and tell her that she's going to be moving to Buffalo. And she unceremoniously leaves without saying bye to anyone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so he says, I guess this episode is the completion of Mary's downward spiral, but really, why did Brenda Hampton use this as the vehicle for Jessica Biel's exit as a series regular? With parents like Eric, the savior of all, with lost causes, and supermom Annie, they could have had her exit in so many other positive ways, but they decided to create this extended downward spiral changing Mary's earlier solid character to this loser. And then he gives us some like an alternative. One alternative would have been Eric and Annie helping solve Mary's issues and getting her interested in going to college. They could have had her going off to college in Buffalo to keep the colonel involved too. Maybe he even helps with the costs. And then he says, having seen the whole series, there's so much more that goes on with the Camdens over the coming seasons. Uh, but not to be a spoiler like the terrible Amazon spoilie for this episode. My lips are sealed. Of course, feel free to ask if you really want to know. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. Um, super interesting insight, sure, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and of course, as we saw, it really wasn't quite Jessica Biel's exit from the show. Yeah. She wasn't in every episode after that, but she was heavily involved i would say in the rest of the season yeah she was yeah you know throws that jab out (laughs) (laughs) finally we can give the phone bills a rest yes (laughs) um but i it's it is a good point like was was it do you think that the storyline of mary going through the downward spiral and all that shit was like a meta response to the issues she was causing behind the scenes about like not really loving her character and all that stuff i don't or know maybe it That's was just question. the drama of it all i don't know it could be but i also saw her character's you know um downfall as a opportunity to uh for the viewers to see that there are some issues that eric and annie cannot solve that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have, I didn't which is about which it. is like it, that's the reality. There's some things that are just out of your hands, and you just kind of have to just you know close your eyes and just shove it into one corner. And that's essentially what they did. It's like, hey, like we're just going to send you to Buffalo. Hopefully, you get fixed. Well, yeah, right. And also, it it was an interesting thing specifically for Eric and Annie because we saw like it strained their relationship too. Yeah. Big time. They were fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. They were like, dis- like, you know, they were at odds with each other a lot over it, um, which was an important thing to see, I think, because I don't think we've ever really seen Eric and Annie like not on the same page mm-hmm. or like not sort of just like blissfully happy with each other and stuff. And in fact, not only did Mary's drama give them that stuff, like that, that tension to deal with, but later in the season, the introduction of Serena and like, you know, Dexter's dad, <laughs> I know his last name's Carver, but whatever, yeah. um, gave us that too, a little bit like that, like that tension of like, you know, is there trouble in Annie and Eric's paradise? Like, I mean, of course they're a solid couple and nothing's ever going to break them up, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, certainly after 20, whatever years, 25 years of marriage, like seven kids, you know, yeah, like maybe shit gets stale. I don't know. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, just an interesting, weird, like transition of, of, I don't want to say like 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 the story, but definitely the character, Mary's character, influencing so much within the parents' lives. I don't know. It's 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 obviously it could have been dealt in a different way, but I I honestly like the whole idea where it's like this is an issue that doesn't just 
affect the parents just like how you said that it actually affects everyone like the episode with uh i think it was titled rumors right like it's it, it in ba- this season i believe so right the whole rumors of why, why mary's Mary leaving right exactly because oh, right, she's pregnant yeah. whatever it, it is all gossip. Stuff. yeah gossip mm-hmm. thank you thank you yeah it, it's like that affected everyone like it's it, true like even the kids had to be like we're dealing with her shit Mm-hmm. Oh so. yeah, and Ruthie made up all those lies and told the teacher. Oh, that's oh, right. God, <laughs> that Ruthie. was hilarious. <laughs> Simon's like, really slow. <laughs> like, whatever it was, he has a hard time. And Mrs. Um, McCool's like, of course your wife has turned to drinking. He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that was so good. Unintentional comedy. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the episode where um, where Mike and Lucy. No, we had met Mike prior to that at yeah. that point, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, yeah. where Ruthie gets the idea because she listens to a lot of Mike had to right. say, you're right. Yeah. Correct. That's right. I don't know if we've talked enough. Something's <laughs> <laughs> I haven't blocked out everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we've talked enough about Lucy and her love interests and triangles and mm-hmm. misstep. <laughs> yeah. Um and I, what I by which I mean to say, like, let's talk about it. Um, Lucy, man, I don't know. She's she is quickly becoming my favorite character. She might be my favorite character this season mm-hmm. uh, because there is there is a lot going on with her, not just in her romantic life, but like in general. Like she decided she's going to be a priest, or yeah, like whatever. Big deal. Like she's going to go to seminary school, which is a huge decision to make at eighteen. I think, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good for her. Um, and spoiler alert, like, she does become a pastor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. So she's with Andrew, but then not because he gets some chick pregnant. And then then she meets Mike. Is that how things go? Like, she, she just doesn't, then she just meets Mike? I don't remember. I think so. I remember her going out with this one popular guy, right? Remember when um, she she bails on Habitat for a night? I think that was last, last season. season. That was last season. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really forget. seen her refer yeah, to so then it's Mike. or talk about Habitat this, yeah, that's this year or this season. Yeah, then it's Mike. He yeah. Were they studying for something? No, or? helping her uh, get accepted. Yes. Like yeah. Early, yeah. Accepted. Early that's, That was the introduction of his character. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. Which I, I love that everybody was like, oh, is that what we're calling it these days? Like everybody was <laughs> like, this is going to be her next boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> She's like, he's just a friend, okay? <laughs> Yeah, um, it was weird. You're right. I I don't like how her love interests kind of like all collided towards the end of the season. And so, but, what team are you on? Are you Team Mike or Team Jeremy? I don't know. I, I mean, putting aside the fact yeah, that she yeah, basically yeah. tells Mike it's never going to happen. Happen, yeah. But like, if it could, I mean, it it just seems like Jeremy is something that makes sense for her as in makes sense because of her past relationships mike's the really like, like you know it's like oh it's a cute guy very talented smart like oh, checks way. all the boxes yeah, right yeah okay, yeah gotcha. of like what you expect mary to lucy oh, sorry lucy to actually date and 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 to 
apparently get married, right? Oh my god! Which was another whole <sighs> That's issue. That's gonna be such a shit show if we pick up the next season on like them, them getting like, married, doing the whole like we're engaged, we're gonna get married, and then Ugh. that devolves. Like I hate story. I hate stories like that with a passion. Like I don't care about seeing couples happen and then fall apart. Like like as a story arc, you know. Like mm-hmm. I hate that shit. And that happened, like, a lot this season, right? Like, so many potential, if not actual, marriages, right? Um, well, what do you mean? Heather? That was this season? No, right? Actually, I think you're right. I it was, like, the, the beginning the of the season, of yes. The season was the going into the chapel. Yes, yeah. and, and then, then... we picked up with that this season. And then Robbie's and whatever, Cheryl's... Oh, my God. Sham marriage, or whatever it was. Yeah, tricking into yeah. marriage. Uh, and John. Yeah. Yeah. But that actually happens. Yeah. And then this. Yeah. It's like four in one season. Yeah, man. It's, it's, too, cr- much. it's too much. I agree. It's, yeah. It's too much. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Marriage <laughs> fatigue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I was, I forgot. I had a point I was going to get to, and now I don't remember what it was. You said oh, Mike oh. versus so, Jeremy. Yeah. So I think my problem with Jeremy is that, like, and it's similar to my problem with the whole Cheryl and Matt relationship. Like, okay. he just comes out of nowhere, sweeps her off her feet, and then, like, he's like, she's the one after one date or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, like, still, though, he's only 18, so, like, of course he's not going to put his life on hold. Of course, if he gets accepted to, to Juilliard, like, he's going to go to Juilliard. Like, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't, like quit your dreams because there's a girl back home (laughs) some people do i know i shouldn't say that some people do sometimes it works out for the best or whatever true i just like i don't know it's just dumb do you think it's 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 uh within the like it again yeah it makes sense from the scope of the show but does it make sense that the family like again eric and annie being so like hey like Marriage is a serious thing. Dating is a serious thing. Like they keep, you know, it's it's a, such a central part of their family, and mm-hmm. yet all the kids basically violate that <laughs> any opportunity they actually get. Right? Like it's it's just so weird. Like like they're so strict on. The, I don't say strict, but so obvious with these rules. Uh, again, not even rules, but like this is how you should live, right? And they've been living like that as their as the best example for the kids, and yet the kids just violate that in every single opportunity that they get. It's just so weird. But then again, that might just show you, like, if you strangle something too much, right? If you harp on something too much. It will die. <laughs> it, yes. Yes, Jack. It, either it'll die or you're going to rebel against it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I touched on this when we covered the last two episodes, but maybe not in as much detail as I feel and want to. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole concept of, like, Okay, Mary and Jeremy don't want uh, Mary and Lucy and Jeremy don't want to be apart, but now he's been accepted to Juilliard mm-hmm. and um, wants to, will be going there. And her plan was to go to Crawford and be in seminary school or whatever. So, as the solution to that, they decide. Well, okay, and before I get to that part, they like she knows that she won't be able to move across the country and be with Jeremy in New York. Because her parents won't let her do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
if we accept that as true, like sure. let's just like let's stipulate to the fact that like that's that's the case. Eric and Annie will be like, absolutely not. You are not moving across country. Not happening. You Which mean is, back east? Back east. Back that's east. right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous in and of itself because she's eighteen and she can do whatever she wants. But putting that aside, uh-huh. like let's say that's true. Why in God's name <laughs> is the solution? To put a ring on the finger in lo- and, in, and have a long engagement just to allow her to fly across the country and be with the guy she wants to be with. Well, who, who triggered, who was the seed of that idea? It was, it, it was Mike, it was right? Mike. Yeah. Re- regardless, like that, that's what happens, right? It's, yeah. It's okay for her to move because now there's a ring on the finger, but it's not like they're getting married. Like she, she says, she says we're it. planning on a long engagement. Right. Yeah. So really it's just the matter of the potential for a commitment that is, makes it okay for her to move out there. I, yeah. Like, I, how ridiculous is that? I guess it just shows like, the, or at least Lucy wanted to give this idea to her parents like i'm very serious right like this is not a a will you know random random thing that i that i decided to do but it's worse now because at the very least if there was no ring commitment if she decided to move out there which again in reality there's nothing stopping Stopping her her exactly yeah if she did decide to move out there and things fell apart like she can just move back. Now there's the complication of the potential for the marriage and the commitment they've made to each other and the fallout when that goes to shit. Like, you've made it more complicated for zero reason. So you're saying like, that the show is doing a poor job at drama? <laughs> no, I'm saying Lucy's <laughs> doing a poor job at life. <laughs> I mean, that one choice, yeah, it just didn't make sense. And even Mike, Mike? Yeah, uh, says said it. insane. Like, yeah, it's like, I, n- I honestly thought you would never even do this. I'm, I, I just threw it out there because of he's still interested in her, which is another complicated issue, yeah. but still, I wanted, it was weird. <laughs> I love how when Lucy's like, you said it didn't work out with you and Elena because you wanted a relationship. And he goes, yeah, with you. I'm like, that's not how you, that <laughs> works. Like, what are you talking about? It's just so bad. So bad. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Mike is like, Mike is that dorky character that like is just never going to be lucky in love you know like he's yeah. just gonna always like loves like pine for someone and never get them because he sucks at life so hard yeah man so... Like, he's so stupid i always loved you then why didn't you just be with her when you guys finally got to kiss because she got accepted to college like what is your problem cut him some slack he tried to kill himself shut up <laughs> really onic <laughs> i'm not making fun of the the thing but seriously he is emotionally damaged he is no no, no. Mm. I, I i don't buy you don't think so bit. i don't buy no. that one bit because he's done the work he's he's brought himself back from the brink he's in yeah, a but you're never 100 percent though plate. how do you yeah, know that? okay so how like, do you know that know. <laughs> <laughs> right how dare you <laughs> i mean you're right i am making broad assumptions but still it's just he, he's he's no, definitely he fucking gaslighted Lu- i'm never gonna get over this he yeah. gaslights lucy mm-hmm. into thinking it's her fault they're not together and then he drops the bomb on her at the end of like i've always loved you I, of course i want to be with you fuck you Mike. and she had to fix the situation between him and elena yeah are you kidding me like, all that all that struggle and all that fat work. fuck oh you, by the Mike. way i'm in love with you go fuck yourself seriously i'll yeah. give you that for someone that is casted as a rational character right the whole like oh we're the whole it, it, it was very strange. It was a very irrational thing for him for him to actually do, right? It was like the one moment you're like, dude, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, stupid. I agree. Very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking Mike. Okay. So Jeremy, are you team Jeremy? Well, no, team. not really. 
but it's only yes. because of that date. <laughs> they, yes. Okay. You read my mind or the, took the words out of my mouth because right. Like, because Mike, I'm never going to forgive Mike for, for his whole bullshit that he, that he put Lucy through right. because like she was all about him. He was like adamantly no. And now, now when she's like engaged to this guy that she really has fallen for, I believe mm-hmm. like now he's like, but me. So fuck you, Mike. But and of course Jeremy delivered the best Valentine's date of anyone's life. Most probably, be real, <laughs> like per my standards. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I just also think that they're just being really stupid about this whole like let's get engaged and have a long engagement so I can fly back east with you. Like get out of here. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Like just be together. I'm not saying don't be together. Love each other. Be together. Do all that shit. But like the ring. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just anti-long engagements. That's kind of a thing for me. Like, I don't believe in that. Like, if you're going to propose to someone, plan the wedding. Like, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's what engagement is. But anyway. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't think that, again, there's, it's weird because they're moving, right, back east. And <laughs> it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big commitment. And it's not just, hey, I'm going there for school. I'm going there for this relationship. We're going to see each other for for a long time, and I guess just for the like the show itself, it's more consistent with like again forcing that drama, forcing these relationships, and you don't want it to be just this. Hey, one episode, two episodes, end of the story, and then next season, maybe you know, beginning next season, who knows mm-hmm. who, who knows what it's going to look like, but just gives a little bit more permanency to their relationship but you're right it is artificial i don't like it it's dumb yeah and but also though i say that recognizing like it, this is a television show it's very much a wb family drama of the of the early 2000s mm-hmm. like that's Tell kind me. of how stories were told like you know if mm-hmm. i put it in the context of that like on the meta sense or in the meta sense like i can i can look at it as just like oh, this is just TV, like, whatever, you know, right. like, fine. But then but then, because of this podcast, because we, like, talk about these characters as if they're people and, like, we're dealing with their problems with them, like, right. then I'm just looking at Lucy and Jeremy and I'm like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, right, right, right. You're, like, you're like, you're baby idiots. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And the fact that Annie and Eric don't sit her down and have exactly that conversation with her, like, why are you doing this? Why are you putting a ring on it just to, like, you know, right. like, they're just, like, well, you're an adult. You can make decisions. Yeah, like moving back east as a single woman who wants to be with her boyfriend. <laughs> like, why can't she make that decision as an adult? Yeah, that's a valid question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was weird. And to be honest, it, the more I watch the show using the, um, well, I don't want to say watch it because you're, I'm essentially binge watching it, you, right? Because you just like close your eyes and hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I quote unquote watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, it, it's it's. It, imagine you know you were you were watching the show when it was being aired, right? And mm, so like you episode by episode, you would have to wait a week. Yeah, that's like there is this down period where that's true. You're expecting like you want a lot to happen in one episode because you're gonna have to wait another week for the next one, right? And and that's true. And as a as a show, as a producer, or as you know. The writer, that's what you want to give your audience. You want to give them just enough juicy information, just enough drama, just enough excitement to hold you over until next week. And I think it's so counter to how we watch shows today and how I'm watching this show by binge watching it, right? I can just watch it episode after episode. So it looks True. ridiculous. It feels ridiculous. You, you bring There's up so a much really shit going point. on. It's a really good point because so much about television and 
the ways that we make television and watch television and whatever has changed so much since like the internet, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And no longer having since like, Netflix, to be honest, right? Well, sure. They're the ones that like yeah. pioneered the whole binge watching thing. Well, but I don't because I don't mean just like the binge watching aspect of it, but I mean like the idea of like appointment television, where like gotcha, if yeah, you don't yeah. watch it at eight p.m. on a Monday, you're gonna miss. You're it. gonna miss it exactly. Yeah. And so, like, so to your point, like, I think television now, which again, peak television years, like television is great these like today, but like it's written or TV is made to be watched either like several episodes in a row Mm -hmm. or like at your leisure Mm -hmm. or like whatever. So, so it, it does impact the way it's written, the way it's done. Whereas appointment television, especially in early 2000 on the WB for a family drama, all that shit like plays into what you said, which is like, you know, you gotta, you gotta fill in like, a little bit of drama, a little bit of juiciness, a little yeah. bit of whatever. Like, you got 45 minutes, yeah. Over, you know, for the next week. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe it is fair or unfair to judge it too harshly on that ground. I don't know. Nah, fuck it. I'm going to judge it harshly. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves to be judged, yes. Um, but yeah. Um, so, so yeah, j- just uh, not go too much on a tangent, but just uh, speaking of, you know, characters and these weird things that that typical television did back in the day or during that era um the cameos there was a significant amount of cameos this this uh season um who was your favorite well i'm struggling to like what do you mean by cameo you mean like stunt casty type cameos where no like well-known names yes well-known names yeah well the only one i can think Actually, of is alan three. thick um, the Olsen twins? Oh, the Olsen twins. That was a big one. That's that was a right. random episode, right? <laughs> so that's like, your hand. Because the there's Olsen two twins. of them, and they're smaller than me. Yes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a gif of you doing that later and sure. post it. <laughs> the Olsen twins? <laughs> um, e- well, I mean, yeah. Okay, and then anyone w- w- else? What are the cameos? You're right. Besides Dexter's dad. Right. Which isn't a cameo, cameo that's true. he's just an actor in the he show. He wasn't Dexter's dad, you know, yeah. like for years later, that's true. I guess yeah. you could argue maybe it's a little bit of a stunt cast, but it's not like, I mean, James Remar is like a well-known actor and was at that time also, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it was like, oh, look, James Remar is going to be on 7th Heaven tomorrow, you yeah. know, like, it's I don't true. know if that's true. Um, yeah, it was just weird. I don't know. Alan Thicke was like, like his character was a dirtbag, mm-hmm. but I think it was cool that they had Alan Thicke playing that character yeah. because I think it was like a, a purpose, like um, a purposeful subversion of like who you think of Alan Thicke as. You think he's like a super nice guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like paints. he's like everyone's favorite dad exactly, or whatever, yeah. you know? And so like to have him come in as like this, like Jackass, on the yeah. surface, like he's just a dad, but then he's like a dirtbag, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, I yeah. think that was a pretty cool thing to do. The Olsen twins, that shit was such garbage. It was. Like, Only one of them acted. The other one was just there. Which and, and, and <laughs> How do you know which one's which? Exactly. Yeah. You don't. Exactly. You'll, we'll, we'll never know which one's which because they literally are never referred to by name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... And t- we still don't know which one Simon was with <laughs> that whole true. time. And then... Uh, well, not to be too outside of the show, but John Oliver, he um, on his show, he's he like he con- he's convinced that they're just one person just moving really really fast between two people. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just, I just had to bring that up because that, that's all I, I'm like. They are. I need to know, like, it's hilarious. <laughs> in what context John Oliver was talking he, about? I the swear to God, he brings it up almost like every other episode. <laughs> this last season of uh, what is it? This week tonight or last whatever? Week tonight. Last week tonight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yes. That's um, so funny. <laughs> so, so instead of just cameos from from famous people or famous actors Quickly or actresses though, at the time. Fun fact: Before yeah, we sure. move on, the Olsen twins are actually fraternal. Yeah. What does that mean again? I'm sorry. They're not, not identical. identical. Okay. Like biologically. Mm. They just <laughs> look super, they super just similar. they just look really alike, which is hilarious to me. But yeah, they're not actually identical twins. Interesting. I didn't know that. Any other just, well, I don't want to say cameos, but one time appearances then. Well, what would you say? well, I guess then Serena doesn't count. Because no. she's not a one-time. No. Then James Remar, for sure. Annie's uh, old boyfriend that wrote that book. Ugh. Kill me. Right? What else? I'm trying to think. What else? I don't know if we talked That's about weird. it when we covered that episode, but that dirtbag, Ro- was it Robin? Was that his name? Something like that, yeah. I don't I'm know. I'm going to say Robin. Sure. Um, I don't, did, did we yeah, cover? Yeah, it was Robin. Did we cover <laughs> when he's like listing off all the like former high school classmates yeah. they had and how they're all losers? Losers, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts saying Catherine's, uh, <laughs> and then like, and then Annie cuts him off or something. And I legit was like, was he about to say Catherine Zeta Jones? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, sure. It's too conspicuous. He's like, Catherine's, uh, <laughs> like, what oh, no. else could it be? She's not a loser. <laughs> Yeah, that, and that's why I think it's funny. Like, like for them to him go like, yeah, she's dating some old guy, or you know, like something like really stupid about her. Like, yeah, that was a weird episode. You're right. Yeah, and I, and I don't think they they really drove that that message home really well. It's just like, no, you can't help someone by calling them a loser. The like it almost felt like the only way you can help them is with with love and positive re- reinforcement. But I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. You know, I don't want to say you should actively call someone a loser, but like, let's say the Colonel's way of of teaching, right? Just mm. harsh love or strict love, I guess, right? You still love them. You're saying but you do agree with that or not? To a certain degree, yes, but not to to the extreme angle that that this what, what was his name, Roger? Oh, no. Robin. I, Robin. I'm, ge- Robin, I'm gonna go with Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he's just an asshole. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like he's there was no really ro- just like mm-hmm. he's. I'm the shit. Listen to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Which. Isn't that kind of like Tony Robbins' whole deal? I think it wasn't this supposed to be like yeah. a dig at Tony Robbins, kind of, sort of. Was it? I don't Maybe. Know. I don't, I don't know. know, like, really if that's true, but I think the character of Robin was meant to, like, sort of, you know, invoke those feelings or evoke those feelings of, right. like, oh, these these guys who grow up go up there and they, like, sell you books about how to live your life and shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not great people kind of thing. Especially then in contrast to, like, the Eric way of doing things, you know, whatever. Yeah. but mm. And I said it on the show, on our podcast, too. Like, it really makes sense to me why that's Annie's old boyfriend. Because he's basically just, like, the dick version of Eric. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Helping people, but in the in the worst possible yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he's strong. Like, he, like he's opinionated. He's like, you know, he thinks he's helping people. He's he's everything that Eric is. Yeah, he's nosy. He talks about like you know, like yeah. he he he's like he has that savior complex, mm-hmm. but he's just a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. Eric isn't. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was another random episode. Yeah. <laughs> 
Was that this season though? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> I think it was episode, right? Which one? That gossip or rumor episode? Oh yeah, yeah. Because then the old biddies are gossiping about yes, them. Yes, that was so weird. Yeah. Um. Want a hug? <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of like side characters, um, what was her name? Mrs. Beaker? No, Mrs. Beaker was the. You mean Mrs. Bank? Bank, yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, she makes an appearance. Right, yeah. it was just one episode. Yeah. Which I want more oh, of her. Oh, when she's when she's like. Where do you think I mean? Meeting the people. Gym? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, she's that was the one hundredth episode. That was one of those non sequitur plots she's that only, like had nothing the best to do. Part, the best part of that. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I want to see more of her character for sure. I know. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah, she's the best. I don't know if I said it on the show. I I decided to watch like Blossom because it was on Hulu. And okay. I was like, I've never seen it. Let's watch it. And I stopped because it's terrible. But like, <laughs> but like the first episode and then throughout, like, because I watched like three episodes or whatever. And like the, the actress that plays Mrs. Bink is on Blossom as a recurring character huh. as like this old bitty neighbor. That, like same? Like, that, Similar? Yeah, that like Blossom like does grocery shopping for and like like will randomly go to her for advice and okay. shit. And it's so funny that like now in hindsight, looking back at Mrs. Bank on 7th Heaven, that is a kind of stunt casting because mm-hmm. she's she's playing the same character and I think it's right. meant to like for the for the audience be like, oh, see how she's like the same as she was on Blossom, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, if she plays that character well, like, she's just going to get typecast, yeah, right? Yeah, she's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It's awesome. And on Blossom, she's less drunk. Like, like yes. on Seven <laughs> Heaven, she's, she acts really, like, she's really good at acting like this crazy old coot, you know? Yeah, like, And mm-hmm. on Blossom, she's less so, but, like, still kind of, like, old and, like, you know, speaks her mind kind of thing. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. What's busted about? I'm just going through the list of the episodes. Busted was about the the one Ruthie buys a makeup kit. Uh, no, that's later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's much later when Matt's hair got worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's the one where Simon spends the whole episode on the phone. (laughs) Talking about what? Talking to Marsha, the 18 year old. Oh yeah. Um, and then Lucy dates and agrees to go steady light with Mike Pierce. Oh, sure. it's when the agreement happens. Oh, yeah. Um, who she met in Dean's office where he offered to help her apply to colleges, but doubts again after learning about his mental history. Their parents found none of the kids still interested in family movie night, but discover too late sneaking off for intimacy never goes unseen. Oh, my God. It's when Ruthie sees them having sex. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then the the rest of the kids admit, yeah, we've all seen it. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like Jesus. That's such a great moment. It is, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like it's obvious. It's like the there's code. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. it's the code. I'm, oh, I'm gonna go upstairs check up on the kids. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, people. Oh man, like lock your doors. <laughs> something. <laughs> Do something. I know. How do you not lock your door if you're going to have sex in your bedroom? I guess they don't have locks. In the house, like when you're not alone in the house and your children are there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they have a lock on their room. Are you kidding? On their room, yeah, most probably. There's no way they don't. But like Ruthie's room, right? She has to prop the fucking chair to lock the door. Except she also has a lock. Yeah. Yeah, why don't she She, use that? She has a lock on the door and still uses the chair. I never realized that. (laughs) Sure. Okay, whatever. That's weird. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a weird episode. (laughs) Still reminds me of Modern Family. 
Oh, oh yeah, where they, they yeah, all yeah. walk in on their yeah. parents. Yeah. And then when they discover that their parents got the lock, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like the, everyone hears it. Like, oh, my no. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're clicking. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, pretty good. Man. Uh, any other like random stray observations about the season? Um, yeah. The new school. Ruthie's new school. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think about that? I think it's cool. I like that she is has found a place where she's like being intellectually challenged and um that's why i think her character's grown the most because of that like she's given an outlet to like be herself before it was all like just oh she's just a weirdo yeah. now she's a weirdo that she's found other weirdos right <laughs> yeah. basically yeah and then that weird sort of half revelation at the in the finale that it's apparently an all girls school which yeah you're right they never brought it up yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Like, I, I guess it was never really talked about, but then they mention it when, mm-hmm. when she's talking to Mrs. McCool about the teacher thing, like about the petition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because I think it's because Mrs. McCool says, like, you and all the other girls here or whatever. Yeah. And which I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't know. But. Yeah, you're right. It was a new thing for me. I'm like, yeah, I never knew that was the case until mm-hmm. the end of the season. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Okay, I kind of want to keep reading through that Amazon review. Yeah, sure. Um, So the year opened in September 2001, which it doesn't, it was 2000, with recent high school graduate Mary's decision to put college on hold for the time being, bumming around her parents' house and occasionally working for any employer who was patient enough to keep her around. Get used to it because I'm not going to college until I figure out what I'm going to go to college for, the headstrong 18-year-old tells her mother and father. And when she gets really foolish by purchasing a lavish sports car and ignoring the monthly payment, things just get a little bit messier. <laughs> Loving mother Annie thinks it's best to coddle her through this difficult time and hope that she will eventually come to her senses, but good old dad knows that it's not quite that simple. And as a husband and wife's arguments over the situation grow more frequent, it becomes apparent that Mary's current lease on life might not be in the best interest of the entire family. As for the remainder of the Camden offspring, college student Matt may be reaching an unsettling break in his relationship with Heather, which, can we be honest, like, there's no more relationship with unsettling, Heather. The yeah. fact that he's, like, even still thinking about her, like, is so stupid. She's dating other people. <laughs> like, there's nothing there anymore. I'm so upset, and they didn't resolve this one, um when we see Heather walking out of the emergency room or whatever um, with Robbie and he oh, gets what, butt hurt. You mean when Matt walks out? Cause yeah. He's, cause, he, Cause Robbie brought her to the emergency room. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they never really deal with that. Yeah, and that was weird. Does Robbie ever find out about Cheryl? Like, well, do you get what I'm saying? Like, the, he he thinks so. Well, I think we can assume that Matt has told him because he told everyone else. But we're assuming. But like, again, it, it was never done. But, yeah. <laughs> sure. But again, Nothing gets addressed. They make it a big deal, mm-hmm. and nothing gets yeah, discussed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so what was the point? Yeah, I don't... This, Especially this season, I don't understand why they kept bringing Heather back. Like, she brought... She introduced nothing. She brought nothing. Like, her character being there was, like, so pointless in yeah. so many ways. Like, I don't True. understand it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Um... So he is forced to move back home. Type A goody-goody Lucy, you just can't deny it, starts off her senior year with a homecoming queen nomination and a relationship with a formerly suicidal young man. 
But by the year's end, she makes a very un-Lucy-like decision that leaves her parents concerned. Mm. High school freshman Simon struggles to fit into his new surroundings, and fifth grader Ruthie, brassy as ever, but also quite a smart little cookie, becomes the first in her family to gain admittance to an elite private school. And now that she's growing up, she's eager to start piling on the makeup. Oh, the joys of becoming a teenager. <laughs> I, like, I like how this person wrote this. It's cute. Two-year-old twin boys, Sam and David, are also growing quickly and keeping the family on their toes, as toddlers tend to do. And Eric and Annie try their hardest to keep it all under control, but in the end, this entire season belongs to actress Jessica Biel, whose character undergoes a whole new metamorphosis after being arrested the previous year. Originally determined to work through these troubles and reinvent herself, Mary does what many a teenager in her exact position has done. She grows discouraged, gets stubborn, and risks losing herself to a world of laziness, deception, selfishness, and shockingly, even theft from her baby brother's savings accounts. Oh, yes, and this is also the year that we meet her new friends, Frankie and Johnny. Oh, my God, how did we not talk about Frankie Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally forgot. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, that was actually a really, like... Holy, oh my yeah. god that was like at, at her bottom bottomist uh, the moment like she brings on these additional two like just horrible people hot or didn't she can we just talk about that oh um, Mary, i mean yeah, yeah yeah i don't think so no no because like it they would have really emphasized that point yeah. and they would have exaggerated her reaction to the drug right that's like, probably true like you never saw that it's probably true we did see her drink though she right yeah drink beer yeah that's true Damn, Frankie and Johnny. Yeah, that hot mess. Just so bad. I don't want to say hot, just mess. Just just a mess. <laughs> like a cold, cold mess. Weird mess, yes. <laughs> and like leaving the kid oh like, at the door. Like so who tragic. does that? Like so tragic. You're just a messed up person. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? And then Frankie just up and left, yeah. leaving Johnny with the kid. Yeah. But then Annie, of course, smooths it over again in the 100th episode. A complete non sequitur storyline. Was that in the episode? Yes. That is the worst episode. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's so bad. Somehow gets in contact with Johnny's parents. Yeah. Although he couldn't, she could. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And then the uh, um, the store owner or the uh, pizza shop owner. All right, uncle. Uncle, yeah. yeah. Uh, business, you know, close for the day. Family <laughs> emergency. Yeah, it's like, oh, really? Okay, sure. You're just gonna Great lose all. Run a business. I was about to say gonna lose all your profit for the day just because. And it's it's not like he was paying, playing like an active role in finding right. <laughs> yeah. He just he did nothing. Sat there, but but he did. He was the one who delivered the news to Annie. You need to close your business for the day for that. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Like, fine. Ignoring that fact alone, um, it, it was just weird. The whole bringing up marijuana again as like this, the most evil drug oh God, on this yeah. planet. Like, it's like, I mean, hindsight. Yes, we know. Like comparing to alcohol, you know, it's really not that bad compared to alcohol. Like, but Seriously. still, it, it's a, it's a weird relationship, a weird friendship and a weird relationship to bring to the show. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess they just needed a, a, a bad couple to like just basically. That was what it was. Yeah. To, to really like to I think spark and highlight Mary's downward spiral. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. 
Um, so jo- Frankie and Johnny, two teenage delinquents who work with Mary at the local pizza place, have a baby daughter that they can't seem to take care of and threaten to pull once innocent Mary into her own little land of alcohol and drugs. Eric and Annie must make one of the toughest mutual decisions of their lives when they finally take action with their troubled daughter. And although she does start to get her act together bit by bit, the consequences of her past choices come back to haunt her as she must live with the reality of being perceived as the fallen angel of the Camden Bunch. Mm. And then it goes on. The emotional power of the season is one that I could write about forever. But in short, if you enjoy this show and want to see it at its absolute best, then I would strongly recommend that you pick up this DVD. Wow. The characters are still as (laughs) solid and loving as ever. But as a dramatic twist hits the plot, you get a glimpse of a real American family with real problems and intense reality to deal with on a regular basis. (laughs) In addition, among this season's special guest stars are Going Pains alum Alan Thicke, um, as the oh somewhat dark role and Full House prodigies Mary Kate and Ashley Pro- Olsen prodigies okay <laughs> not great actresses at all I don't know about prodigies who were about fifteen at the time and appeared in one episode as the rebellious love interests of Simon and one of his buddies yeah that was a weird episode oh my god that's so funny she talks about them a lot mm-hmm. um, they convince innocent Simon Camden to Camden to sneak into a nearby movie theater. In retrospect, this wasn't Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen at their cutest or most likable, but regardless of that, it's fun to revisit them when they were a little younger. <laughs> what? Yeah, <that> <laughs> um, all in all, it's a season that should not be missed, although the clean and faith-centered qu- centered quality of Seventh Heaven held up during all those 11 years. This right here is the Camdens in all their glory with all the drama and success that they strived for before Ms. Beale exited the show. And way before a slew of new characters clouded the plot. I think we're getting into six into season six territory here. Okay. Also included in this collection is the show's landmark one hundredth episode, which chronicles Eric chronicles Eric's birthday celebration and includes some special surprises for the birthday boy from two of his cherished daughters. It's a genuinely sweet episode and a pleasure to watch. Um a highlight from season five and perhaps one of the best in the Whoa. entire series. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if this person is saying that this was the peak season, that's does, what she's saying. Does it mean it gets worse from here? <laughs> <laughs> so one Th- of that's the, what I'm thinking, right? Well, yeah. So this is what I read though, or as I was going through the Amazon reviews, like the five star ones for mm-hmm. this season, I think, and and it's something that I've alluded to in the past, like my whole thing of like I'm waiting for the show to get to that point where I remember it, where it was more like teen drama shit you know where it's Mm. like ooh making out and like you know like that kind of shit I think that this was that turning point I think starting in season six is as they said or as this person says and as many reviews have said like season six is the turning point where it kind of just becomes more of like a teenage drama you know right (laughs) like something you might see on like an ABC like on a free form type of thing you know now well, it kind of makes sense because now most of the kids are getting older. So now right. you have more teenage characters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And that might actually be, sorry to interrupt, no, but please. that might be uh, actually the direction that the show, right, you know, that the writers would actually want to go because like now they've, I'm sure they've nailed down their audience a little bit more. It's like, we know like, yeah, it's within the range. They've hit their stride. They've hit exactly. the episode. They're in syndication. Like there's, right. they're, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So yeah, I think you. I think they might be willing to like 
break from the form a little bit exactly. or whatever. Then a family show, more mm-hmm. of a teenage drama show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, like people really like the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was weird, yeah. Um, and then th- another tangent question. Did you guys think uh, the uh, Mary Doppelganger looked like Mary oh at God, all? Not at all. Right? Like that Hardly. was just, that was so weird. I mean, yeah, she's pretty, but doesn't look like her. No. Like she's smart. She plays basketball. I mean, her That's name it. is Murray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What you got to try a little bit harder, people. Like, like it's not bad enough that she quote unquote looks like her and is very much like her. Her name had to be Marie as well. Like that's so dumb. Um, so, yeah. Any other stray thoughts? Any other things? Yeah, a lot happened. You're right. A lot of weird stuff happened. <laughs> I don't know anything with the with the dog with with Happy. I don't oh, think really? so, right? No. That was just season one where it's like he was like there was only a handful of episodes that he was the central she. thing. She, thank you. <laughs> she was the central character, right? Yeah, there was like one episode that was really all about Happy. Yeah, she had puppies. The, yeah. Uh, well, that was episode well, one, she right? Had puppies. But then also she got sick. sick. Yeah. So mm-hmm. two. Um, and then the one with the dog show the trick the commercial oh right that was another one right right but that's right. after that like non-existent yeah, she's just there yeah like she, she's never really talked about much like or like a referenced yeah there but like she's in scenes she's just the camden mascot yeah there was that one scene where i noticed her prominently because they kept cutting back to ruthie like i think it was either 21 or 22 of the season when eric and annie are talking in the kitchen mm-hmm. and ruthie's like eavesdropping in plain sight and like concerned that Serena and James are breaking up Annie and Eric's marriage yeah. or whatever. And she, so she's just like sitting on the kitchen floor with happy in her lap, like listening into this conversation that her parents are happening or ha- having. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Happy's not. Yeah. I mean, really... she's shown on the credits every single time. I know, she's in the credits, like you would assume like fucking main. Yeah. That's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. She, she, she's there more than any other like side character. At least on the credits, you know how they sometimes like splash yeah. it in, but well, still. because apparently, yeah, the show does that. Like, like if Jessica Biel was going to be in the episode, she'd be in the credits. Otherwise exactly, she wouldn't. Yeah, they would. They would alternate the ending. Like, you the know kitchen. how? Yeah, no, the dining room the table. Dining room. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. If she was going to be in the episode, the the dining room scene at the end of the credits would be the one with her in it. Yeah, if right. not, it was the it was the new one they shot with Robbie in it instead. Or yeah, whatever. it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, anything else? Any other five season five observations or thoughts mm. before we move on? Like I think we covered all the side characters, the weird moments. Um, just the one thing that like kept bothering me, like the big issue that I had I don't say issue, but the one thing that like just rubbed me the wrong way was mm-hmm. was how there is like the lack of privacy in this family. Everyone <laughs> always overhears everything. I know that and, bothered me too. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, you heard everything. It's like they're sneaking around the corner. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Just waiting for the right moment to come out. And the kids are just so bad at like. I mean, it's either like it's intentional that they don't care. Like the kids don't care. Like we're gonna make out everywhere and have our parents catch us every single time. Like it happens almost every single moment. Like the blatant making out is pretty funny. Yeah, it's like, like what is going on here? It's like as as a kid, as a real human human being like you don't do that like you don't just not care like you 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 might want to have privacy and the only time that we actually see that is ruthie like how she wanted to have her own private journal right and mm-hmm. she locked herself in her closet the yeah. only like private place that she could think With about two separate keys <laughs> right and besides that 
And on top of it, Annie's still like digging into it. Like, what are you doing there? Like, everyone is trying to like snozy in. Like, it's like, where's the private moment? And then yeah, Robbie. Then when she like peeks in from under the door. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Like, family of spies. Like, oh, Jesus. And they obviously learn from the parents. Like, because they're just as nosy. It's not the most nosiest people on the show. Well, yeah. And for me, weird. the part that really bugged me in terms of that stuff is when Robbie has the mystery Valentine's date oh, and God. everyone's like, who is it? Who is it? And Annie's like, yeah. we can find out we're Camden's. Uh, like, Annie, model good, Yeah, that's not a good trait, I'm yeah. Like, what are you doing? We're nosy, gossipy shits. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's what you're saying? Like, oh, we only gossip within the family. <laughs> it's like, it's like so what? Okay. <laughs> She's like, we can find out. We got this. Like, no, you should be the one who's like, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and the two funniest moments uh, where like I, I actually laughed pr- pretty hard was um, and they both involved Robbie mm-hmm. uh, number one it was like he wanted privacy in the house and like he just knew like it doesn't matter where I go they're gonna find me and he went <laughs> to the trunk of the car I'm like yeah. genius and yet he still gets found <laughs> out by, by Matt yeah that, that was pretty funny <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then number two was I think it was the last or second to last episode where um, what's his name Wilson walks in He's like, who is this clown? <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I'm like, yes. Clown, perfect word for it. <laughs> who's this clown? Yeah, who's this clown? Just punch one guy and who's this one? <laughs> yes, yes, seriously. Oh my God, worst punch in television history. Can mm-hmm. we all agree? Yeah. yeah. Not There wasn't even a sound. <laughs> like no. he punches him. And you all you hear is like Jeremy like exhaling. <laughs> like, <gasps> so bad. But two people get punched this this season, right? Who else got punched? Eric gets punched. He does? From oh, by Fran- Johnny. Frank- Johnny, Johnny, thank you. Yeah. Oh, Frankie, yeah, because he was going to punch Frankie. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. That was a crazy episode. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then they lie. Oh, my God, that was so fucking crazy. Like, Annie pulls Frankie aside, and Eric is talking to Johnny, and Annie's tra- telling Frankie, like, you're gonna end up dead <laughs> like yeah. you know like this guy is bad news and then think about your daughter yeah. and she's like yeah yeah and then goes to johnny's like we gotta lie to get out of this yeah, yeah. immediately <laughs> what it's the like, oh. fuck is wrong with you messed up people yeah weird um man. so overall thoughts for the season what do you guys think? Yeah, let's rate the season. Do you want to do that? Yeah, okay. Or, or maybe should we like rank the seasons in the order of our most to least? <sighs> oh. You're going to have to, yeah. That's hard. Lots okay, of, well, lots okay, of. Okay, so, because, so like, let me say. There's I'm so much. Them, yeah, no, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So let's see it this way. Is this season better or worse than previous seasons oh. as a whole? I don't know. I, it's hard to really know that, but like. Hmm. Or fuck it. Okay, rate the season. <laughs> One to ten. Should I go first? Yeah, if you have a number. So we right. don't have dead air. No I'm kidding. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's um, just because there's a lot to consider, right? No, for sure. Yeah. I, again, knowing that I skew high because that's what I do. But then also thinking about the number of like threes and fours and fives I've given this season. Like, I think I got to go with like a six overall. Because there are certainly moments that. I really enjoyed and I'll be honest the the last few episodes go a long way in saving the season and really? it does okay. again because like all the Mary shit leading up to like up the, her her leaving to Buffalo like so one through seven like I could take it or leave it to be honest mm-hmm. it's it's I don't really care one way or the other in the long term or in the long you know thing but 
I I I do care about like Lucy and Simon and Dexter's dad and <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, a six for me. I agree. Season. I'm with you. I was, I was gonna. Uh, I'm I'm torn between five and six, but like five point five. Let's right. just just to be exactly. I'll allow it. Just to be exact. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's you're right. The first half of the season, I would say it's less than a five. Most episodes, mm-hmm. and then the second half of the season started to pick up, you know, pick up again. Yeah, um, a little bit more consistency. But then again, I don't know. That's that's not. Yeah. I don't know about consistency. It's not what you want to ex- expect with the show, but still. Because you're right. Like, well, for me, the last two episodes were just like I, a I lot did, happens. I really did enjoy the last two. I have to say. Yeah. Mm. What did we give them? I don't remember our ratings. I think I went seven. Yeah, and I gave it a six point five. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow, high scores. Yeah, I maybe honestly like no, not the highest because I gave an episode a ten this year. <laughs> which episode? I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember which episode? A I don't. 10? I'd have to look through my notes. I that don't means it remember. was perfect, Jackie. That I means know, there was nothing wrong with it. I, and, I it and I still gave it a ten because I loved it so much. Um, Did it make you laugh? Did it make you think? I, I honestly was it V Day. I don't think no. I would have given V Day no, 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 a ten. It might have been. Hmm. I I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know. It must have been earlier on, though. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Was it post Mary's departure, quote unquote? Maybe. I I, I really yeah. don't know. I can't. Now that I'm looking at them, I'm like, did I give anything a ten? <laughs> like it, it's hard for me to believe that I did, but I think I did. Or like maybe a nine or something. Hmm. Well, whatever. The listeners can tell us. They know. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave one, that same episode probably an eight or seven, something like mm. that. Oh, so then, yeah. So then we were both on the same page about how good it was, essentially. Yeah. Fuck, what episode? What, 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 what was it? <laughs> was it the one leading up to V-Day? Like the kiss? Mm, no. no where, Rob, where Mike no, gaslights no, no. Lucy? No. <laughs> was it? It might have been sweeps with the condom. No. Okay, if you guys can pad for time, I will get my notes. Okay, sure. So we can yeah, resolve yeah, yeah. this fucker. Yeah, pad of course. Pad for time about seventh heaven. Oh god, such a task. Talk amongst yourself. Sure. <laughs> god, I, yeah. Okay. Well, um, how about this random question? Was uh, was there anything food related what? in this season? What? No Think, way. Didn't they make cake yes, or something? They ate food. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. And he makes dinner every night for eight. All I remember was um, when Eric makes missed a sandwich. Dinner. No, missed dinner. Oh yes, with the hamburger and the French fries. Do you remember yeah. that? And the, and he shoves oh, it down the Serena. sink. Yeah, and everybody was harlot Serena. Yeah, yeah and everyone's talking about how great Mom's dinner was, and like <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they Home all made. had seconds. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ruthie had your share, and then we had pie. Oh, that was pretty funny. That was weird. And then and then he brings the hamburger, but he's on the phone with Lucerina, so she like dumps it down the drain. Yeah, with like the wrapper and everything. Like, what yeah, are you doing? It's so gross. It's just so weird, yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? The one thing, um, the one character actually and again, you ladies, you might disagree with me, but I was not a fan of Annie this season. I would agree somewhat. I just, I just didn't like the like her character like she has so many out of character moments like that does not sound or even feel like Annie in any way like so be specific so well the episode with um with uh women's rights let's just say that is typical Annie 
right? Oh, back in like season three or whatever, that one? That, and then comparing it to... Oh, to Toons. To, 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 to gotcha. Toons, thank you, yes. That's that's definitely up, up Annie's, you know, character. But I don't know, it's it just, she felt like she, she was like overly jealous or something where, like, it, I don't know, she... I don't, I don't want to use this term, but definitely she was like a little bit more bitchy than her typical self, right? Like she was quick to react and quick to judge and just not being a Camden, being like this reactionary character. That's what I didn't like about her. Hmm. Like she was less logical, less, less, you know, well thought out, very reactionary. But see, I would disagree though. Because actually, I would say that her quote-unquote jealousy is coming from a more rational place rather than an irrational jealousy because she's she knows herself and she knows what she's observing in Serena. Mm-hmm. And she's right. Yeah. Like, she's, she's fucking full She was right. right. Yeah, okay. And, true. And, and, and rather than, I mean, of course, initially she gets, the, like, her jealousy or, like, the thoughts in her head get the better of her. Mm-hmm. But in the end, very rationally and very calmly, she tells Eric... You do whatever you want, but the minute she hits on you, you better tell me because I because then I'll be right and you'll know. And I expect an apology. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's I'm like, wow. Like you know what? Go Annie. Like good sure. for you. Yeah, it, it, it was just it was just weird. I don't okay, know so why. I found the episode. Okay, that I gave okay. a ten. Go ahead, please. Broke. I was right. It's pre Mary oh. departure. And thinking about that episode, I think I stand by it again. It's that it's that episode where the kids are all having to deal with with Mary's brokenness and covering for her and they're helping her figure oh, shit out. Oh, yes, yes, And she's yes, just yes. at the fucking movies. What was Matt's attorney's name? What was it? Barry? Or- <laughs> Barry. Barry. No. Barry. No. What was it? It can't yeah. be his actual name. You're right. Oh, fuck. It was, though. Barry, Barry the, the attorney? attorney? That's not... No, it had to rhyme. Was Barry. It, no, I just said... Larry. <laughs> was it Larry? <laughs> no, not Barry. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Larry. No, I, it's it, it's in the notes somewhere. Hold on, that shit was funny. The um, attorney, because it, it, it was a rhyming name. Like Larry the attorney. No, that doesn't rhyme. I don't know. It's close to Barry. Kind of. You're Bernie. 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 Oh, that's right. I'm like Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. You're right. It was good because it, it had a very like um like very definite plot point, which was. Helping Mary get out of this shitty, you know, this this mess that she created for herself. Okay, and then that wasn't the episode that I rated high for no, sure. No, okay. Wasn't. I know I talk shit about this intervention. Well, I don't have your ratings, unfortunately. But don't worry about it. But um, yeah, it was a weird intervention. That was which that was a strange. It's moment. not really that. Well, I guess yeah, that's true because they sit her down. But the real intervention comes in by the next episode mm. when when the parents sit everybody down yes. and they all deliver emotional monologues to Mary that, that she's just sitting there rolling her eyes for the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I really liked that one, that broke episode because I just, I remember feeling like emotionally connected to every single one of the candid kids at that point where they're all like, they're so invested. They, they just want to help their sister. Yeah. They just want to do right by her. And she's just like, she's just so fucking stupid and stubborn and dumb that she's like, like just being dumb about it. And like, like blatantly like abusing her, the love that her family is giving her. Yeah. And the like, trust. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's just awful. Yeah. Awful. It was, it was definitely like her lowest point. For like sure. you get to tell like, Oh, you're going to see the same movie. She's just yeah, same she's, cartoon she's movie. She's just like hiding from life. Yeah. M- 
Ruthie gives her 20 bucks and she like spends it on like the movies and ice cream and shit. Like, fuck you, yeah. dude. Like that was so like, uh, killed me. Yeah. That was, that was weird. Yeah. And then ultimately it's not even like she doesn't even think twice about, I mean, she kind of does, but like, like the kids all have, like her siblings all have to deal with the, with the ramifications mm-hmm. and the, and the, um, and the weight of the decision to take the money from the twins piggy yeah. banks. Like, yeah. and she just takes it and is like, thank you guys so much. Like, and she doesn't even think about like what this means. It's just, ugh, yeah. You're right. It, it doesn't even phase like her character. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Here's money. Great. Yeah. Pay back all my bills. And then, and then instead what she does is she does pay her bills back, but like she refinances everything. Yeah. Fucks it up even worse. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, really? Oh my God. You should talk to Simon. To, <laughs> she tries to refinance her insurance. insurance yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> unless there's 13 months in a year, you can come back and we could talk. <laughs> oh man. That was pretty good actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you're right. I, I actually liked that episode. Um, it was one of the better episodes this season for sure because of that. Like it's it's a very clear message. Mm-hmm. Like your family's, you know, this family is always here to support you. It doesn't matter how bad you fuck up in life, and just like you need to realize, like, hey, like my decisions affect more than just me. And it was a really real moment. Mm-hmm. Like one of the few real moments i guess like where, where you're right i actually had a personal connection to it as well um because my cousin like it, there was a time in his life where you know similar not the same but very similar like a very low point and family helped him out as much as he can and now he's doing much better so it's just like one of those things where i could personally relate to mary's character and how the family basically takes on this external burden yeah right? yeah yeah and just glad to see, like, you know, Mary, I guess, is doing better, right? But I hope so. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but, like, the thing is, is, yeah, she's she seems to be thriving in Buffalo, but that's also, like, not really a good test, though, because she's she's cared for there. Like, she's not really, like, making it as an adult in Buffalo. She's living in the colonel's house. Yeah. True. Her, she's being fed. Her bills are being paid for. All she has to do is, like, work, like, work, you know? Yeah. Which she's doing, and she's keeping her responsibilities and all that shit. But it's, like, really, truly the real test of Mary's mettle, you know, will be, like, when she strikes out on her own, like, is she going to fail or is she going to succeed and thrive in that way? It's true. And then coming back home and then seeing or being, having all these distractions, I guess. But because just like I said, just like I said, when she's in Buffalo, there's nothing. It's like a clean slate. And when she's coming back, she's coming back to all this drama and baggage and to see how she survives the, that those pre-existing drama, you know, conditions, I guess, but this drama right? to see how resilient she actually is. How much she actually learned, how much it's becoming part of her permanent character. Yeah, I don't know. So, when, so on that note, why don't we talk about season six predictions or thoughts? It's an interesting question. I, I, I honestly never even thought about it. I haven't t- thought about it too too much either. Yeah. But maybe what I really am asking or thinking for myself about is like, like what, like what do we think or hope might happen? Yeah, what would you want to see yeah, next season? Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. That's a good question. Like, I know, I know I want to see Mary gone. Like, I, I want her to have chosen Wilson. They move back to Buffalo. We never see or hear from them again. Happily ever after. Yeah. Like, I'm good. I'm done with that whole drama. You don't think the show would take it a, a darker angle? I doubt it, but I don't like say, what she I don't dies? say darker. <laughs> no, just like, 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 well, just something where it's like now it's a permanent stain in the families, you know, 
I guess history would they ever do that or just say happily ever after the end I'm not saying I don't know happily ever after but yeah. I just I just mean like I, I hope that when we pick back up she's chosen Wilson and they've moved back and she's doing whatever she does with him over there either like they've moved in together and she's like Billy's stepmom or they got married or whatever sure but like my my whole thing is like I don't actually ever want to go there again. Like I don't need to see her on the phone calling the house. I don't need to see her with Wilson in like on a date. Like I don't actually need to see any more stories about Mary. And I agree. I'd be okay. You I, know. Agree. Okay. Yeah. If you want, let, let's just go down the list. All right. Yeah. yeah. Any other? Like, what about you guys with Mary? I just want her gone. Right. I or. I just don't want this storyline anymore with Mary about Wilson or Robbie or whatever. Like that too. The love if triangle, you're gonna yeah. show me something of Mary, show me Mary out of state living her life randomly, like maybe one episode or two at the most. Yeah, she can make get like guest appearances. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, she's not she's still a Camden, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Something like that. I'm just I'm over this this love triangle bullshit. And just like the drama of like, what's she going to do with her life? Yeah. All that crap. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see Matt out of state too. Oh, out of state. Yeah. Like interesting. Continuing on with school, obviously. Oh, like to go to med, med school? school. Yeah. Not because of a girl. Not because of a girl. Yeah. I don't want to see him with Cheryl. Yeah. I do. Or I'm not saying that. I just mean like, I don't care enough about his relationship with Cheryl to like need to see it get picked up again. Yeah. Like yeah. when we come back. And I'm assuming I'm going to see Lucy move back. You think so? Or if she moves at all. Yeah, or if she moves at all. I sure, think she'll end that. up at Crawford. I think so, too. Hmm. Yeah. Um, then Simon. I don't know what guess. <laughs> I don't know what to guess for Simon. Yeah, he's I an just, odd one. I kind of just want to see what happens with Simon. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with that, too, is like because Simon is maybe like the... Well, he and Ruthie, I would say, are characters that like... There's nothing driving them into next season. Yeah. Like, whatever happened to them in this season stays in this season, mm-hmm. pretty much. Kind you know? of, yeah. yeah. Even, right, even Simon's, like, like low points, like, it kind of resolves itself within that same episode. Yeah. Like, it's nothing, you're right, exactly. it's like nothing permanent. Uh, but he's going to be the oldest, you know, um, Camden that's going to high school, right? That's true. I'm assuming. Yeah, Where he's going to be a junior or a senior? He'll be a sophomore because he was a freshman. Freshman, you're right. So sophomore, you're right. So and yeah, he and he will be the only one in high school. High school, now. yeah. So yeah. Th- that's what I'm expecting to see more, like high school shit, high school drama, <laughs> and 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 maybe you know if the show wants to take it that route, where Simon follows in, in Mary's footsteps, right? Because now he, mm. he he can go t- two paths: either go you know. Go down the bad path of Mary or go the interesting path, or I don't say interesting, but the more um, mature path of Lucy. Exactly, yeah. I think I think before we even get to that point with Simon, because he's only a sophomore and 16, mm. I think to your point, like, we're probably going to get a lot of, like, high school drama shit from yeah. him, right. you know, yeah. coming up. Like, girlfriends, friends, like, prom type shit, you know, like, stuff like that, like, yeah. where... You know, I don't know to what to compare it to, but like you know, stuff like that. Well, w- will it be like a kind of mirroring like Matt's high school experience, right? No, I think he's a fifty-fifty. What was Matt's high school experience? I mean, it's just you know, just being, oh, just like be- being, there. <laughs> being exactly like this good-looking guy that dates basically every single good-looking girl. No, I think Simon will but, have more story than that. Because, right. and I'll tell you why. Because David Gallagher is a better actor and can carry more story. Like I think, okay. I think, I think he has handled every acting challenge put in front of him 
with a plum. <laughs> like, does does he pull off the uh, earring by any no. chance? Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to ask. The stud I was and fine no. with. The ring, not the rings, not so yeah. much. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. So, okay. I, think, I think that's well documented on the podcast. Yeah. My okay. thoughts on okay. earrings for men. Fair um, enough. But uh, yeah, no. I, it'll be Simon might become the most interesting character on the show. He next has year. the most potential to do that's one I mean. thing or the other. <laughs> yes, I, mean. I agree. I agree for sure. Uh, what about Ruthie? Ruthie? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, she's. I'm assuming she's still going to stay in that private school. Presumably, yeah. she's still going to be a smartass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she is definitely the most oddball. Yeah. Yeah, and she'll be what twelve, mm. or is that too old? How old is she? God damn it! I don't know the ages of these people. Eleven well, she, or twelve? She's in fifth grade, right? Next year is she'll she? be. Yeah. Well, then she can't be in the private school next year. Isn't that just an elementary school? Well, sixth grade, right? Oh, that's true. And that's sixth, a, so part of elementary now. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I want her to have a more like stabilizing storyline besides just this private school. Because that's what it feel like felt like yeah, this again, season, like, right? She doesn't really have much like driving her into next season. Okay. As a character. Um, yeah, and then how about the uh, twins? Are you gonna see anything out of them while they no. talk? No. They'll probably be more vocal. They'll the, just be cute. The whole mama episode with Ruthie giving oh them, like cookies. <laughs> that was ridiculous. So fucked up, but pretty thing. funny. I know. It's kind of. I, I mean, seeing Annie and just like terrible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like monkeys. Yeah, dude, it was so good. I'm like, oh my god. Um, yeah, I don't really care about the twins too much. I don't think they're ever going to get to the point on the series or in the series where they have much agency or storyline or hmm. anything really going on with them. I don't know. Okay. But then, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I just don't really have any thoughts about them. And then the parents, Annie and Eric, what do you guys think? Oh, they'll just be the same. Yeah. They'll just be so? dealing with their kids' dramas. Exactly. Okay. Or maybe some of their own, like at the church or something. Okay. Did we talk about Matt? Oh, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want some. Oh, are we going to see Robbie again? Ooh. Would you want to? Eh, maybe. I could go either way. I don't hate him as much as I did before. Hmm. I've come to like appreciate his presence on the show. Kind of like the rest of the family. <laughs> 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 right? Like, yeah, you're yeah. welcome to it. Yeah, I'm like, I can tolerate you. Um, yeah, I don't know. But now that he's not with Mary and da da da, they might just like write him out. Yeah. You know, like he moved out, he went away. It's true. Uh, we'll no see. more May. Oh my God. May. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be May. <laughs> I can't. Um, all right. Yeah. Any other. Thoughts or comments? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It was definitely better than some of the previous seasons, but not. Uh, I don't want to say. I mean, I don't know. I think I liked five more than four, but I still prefer one, two, and three over four and five. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm in. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. But then again, could that just be that episodes one through three was kind of like a fresh look at the show, and so like you're you're surprise whether it's a good surprise or a bad surprise you're, the fact that you're surprised versus season five now you know what to expect and it's kind of more difficult to really it's surprise valid. you it's, of course it's valid but i'm also of the mind in general when it comes to television that like see like the first few seasons of a show are always the best because because of that because you're still learning and developing characters things are still fresh right. and interesting and 
once you settle into a groove with a set of characters, like it does tend to get a little stale, you know, right, like yeah. you can't help it. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, but I am excited though to veer into the territory of like teenage bullshit drama because, sure. cause that's what I remember the show being. Gotcha. And that's, and that's like, what I have to hang on to in terms of like, oh yeah, I know this stuff, you know, whatever. So I'm kind of excited about that, but we'll see. I mean, to be honest, every episode has the potential to like gravely disappoint me at this point. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. No or any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm still yeah. going to be talking shit. That's it. Well, I mean, of course, <laughs> like that's what we do. <laughs> It would be interesting to get some, um, like, fresh voices in for season six. Mm. Like, um, just, like, as guests on the podcast. Um, And I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot more, like, special guests in the show, too. Yeah, definitely. Or, like, you know, like, recurring type things that are, Mm -hmm. like, you know, stunt cast cameos or whatever. So, that'll be fun. All right. Very cool. Cool. All right. I feel I feel good. Yeah. I feel like we did it. Yeah. I feel yeah. good about this recap. Um, so first of all, thank you, Audic, for joining Anytime, us. Anytime, of course. Um, we will see you back here for the season six. I will be here. You <laughs> got your it. Much needed male opinion. <laughs> yes. Yes. And officially, I mean what, there's eleven seasons in total? Yeah. So So we are halfway through. About, yeah. At the end of season six you'll be more than halfway through. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Scary thought. Did you think we'd never get here a year and a half ago or a year and change ago? I don't know. That's a good it's, question. It's, it's it's been a ride. Yeah, it has and been. As always, I I mean, I personally want to thank our listeners, but I think I speak for T as well. That like, I mean, we wouldn't we we we're doing this for ourselves. Let's like, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Let's be real. But, but we do really appreciate anyone who's listening and engaging with us. Um, we we love doing it and we're going to continue to do it. So thank you. And as usual, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. You can find us at for heaven's sake pod or, or on all the places or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. And until next time, when we come back for season six, yay. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Adios.